Before we get to our guest, I wanted to talk to you about something that's really important to me, which is privacy. Moving money around, moving information, sending messages in today's world with Web 3.0 coming down the pike, privacy is very critical, especially to a journalist like myself. Utopia P2P is a complete privacy ecosystem. It's a 360 degree approach to privacy. It includes everything you need to move information or value around the world. It includes a encrypted messenger service, an email platform, and cryptocurrency payment system. It's fully decentralized, so it's not on any main server. It's based on blockchain, so it's distributed. It has an unmatched level of security. It has a feature-rich toolkit on the system uh, that supports 28 languages. There's a very low barrier to entry, and it also supports Bitcoin and also their coin internally. So if you're looking for a way to move information and money around the world where you don't want prying eyes uh, looking at what you're doing, go to Utopia P2P and have complete privacy on their system. And now let's get to our guest. So, okay, so we can begin on this. So today on uh, American Conversations, we're back with Reggie Littlejohn, um, and we're going to talk about the vaccine passports because that is part of the conversation when we're talking about the COVID-19 across the world. And especially here in the United States, there is a push for vaccine passports. So Reggie, welcome back. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so very much for having me. I really appreciate it. So let, let's discuss this because uh, with your focus, you know, on uh, human rights in China and China's policies, let's, let's, let's first start off with the discussion on the vaccine passports here in the United States. All right. So my group, Women's Rights Without Frontiers and also the Stop Vaccine Passports Task Force was an official part of the January 23rd March on Washington. And what the most of the uh, speakers were focused on was the vaccine mandate, forcing people to take the vaccine against their will. Our focus was vaccine passports, because even if you are not forced to take the vaccine, so let's say you have a religious exemption or for whatever reason you don't have to take it, you're still not home free because what can happen is you can end up having your vaccine status in a database and that database is a vaccine passport, which is it's a digital app on your phone, which tracks what your vaccination status is. Are you vaccinated? Are you unvaccinated? Do you have a religious right. exemption? And that digital passport can incorporate all the functionality of China's social credit system. And China's social credit system is used as a, um, a tool of mass surveillance and totalitarian control. So even if you escape the, the mandate, it's important to resist the passport. So explain to Americans, because a lot of Americans do not understand uh, the Chinese social credit passport, for lack of a better word. Explain how that evolved and what that means on a daily basis for people in China. Okay, so how it evolved, um, I guess, is a matter of interpretation but for me, it's very similar to what happened in the Cultural Revolution, where people were, were snitching on each other, and people were telling on each other, and people, family and friends were outing each other and betraying each other, all kind of vying to be uh, the most reliable communists so that they would escape some kind of persecution. And what and, and this, in my opinion, this um, social credit system is in the same is in the same spirit 
but it's done digitally. So mm -hmm. it, it is, um, you know, it, it was been formulated under Xi Jinping, who said that um, that people who are reliable communists, trustworthy um, to the government should be able to, to have a wonderful life and that people who aren't should not be able to move at all. That's a paraphrase, but that's basically what he, he, he said. And it, what it's designed to do is to identify people who are reliable citizens, um, meaning that you never challenge the government, you pay all your bills on time, mm -hmm. you, you know, against people who are not reliable citizens. So what they do is they have a centralized database that tracks basically everything about your daily activities. So it's obviously name, where you live, where you work. Um, and your movements too, right? Oh, what you buy. Very, okay, very important. Real-time geolocation. So where you, where you move, who's moving around you? Who's your, who, are your, who are your contacts? Who are you having dinner with? Who are you meeting with? Whose house are you going to? Um, your internet spending, your internet um, search history, Mm -hmm. your, your internet, um, your social media posts, and it's, and it's, and it's attached to your credit cards and your bank accounts. So what they do is they put all this, all this information together to come up with a score. And in China, in China, in China, they, yeah, mm -hmm. we're talking about the social credit system in China right now. Right. And that's, this score is going to determine all kinds of things about your life. If you have a high score you will be able to, to, to lead what looks like a normal life, but actually you're going to be a slave because the only way you can get a, a high score is by never challenging the government on anything and living in, a, in just a very narrow way. Okay. Right. As soon as you start challenging the government, as soon as you post that criticism of the government or you do an, a, an internet search that they don't like, okay, they're not going to like any internet search that has the word Tiananmen square in it. They're not going li to like any, internet search that that says that that's like i stand with hong kong or taiwan is not a part of china or free tibet or anything like that that is going to make a major hit on your social credit score um or or if you buy something that they don't that they they don't like it's it's just so so what happens if your score gets lower the first tier of lowering the score means that you will you could lose your job you mm -hmm. will not be able to borrow money, so you will not be able to buy a home. Your kid, and you're, may, you're may actually aren't you? Aren't you? You're locked out of your bank accounts that you. No, that's the next step. That's okay. the next step. I'm, I'm talking about the first step. This is the this is the warning. Okay, this is the warning. You're losing your job. Mm -hmm. You can't borrow money to buy a home. You can't travel, including on public transportation. Your kid can't go to the school, that, the, their application to the private school that you want is going to be denied. That's the first step. Second step is if, if you don't repent and stop criticizing the government, that's when they're going to come after your bank account and your credit cards. So you will, so I'll, 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 they are increasingly a cashless society. And just warning, warning, we do not want a cashless society because what happens when you have a cashless society um, is that they can just cut you off from your credit cards and your bank accounts, which is what they do in China if your score goes down. And then if you're a true dissident, um, 
like you said, they have real time geolocation. They know exactly where you are. They have facial recognition and they can disappear any dissident in China within a matter of minutes. So according to tech experts, you know, all of that functionality can be attached to the, the, the vaccine passport, which is the digital passport on people's phones. So I'm not talking about, you know, a vaccine card. I'm certainly not talking about those old vaccine cards that we used to have, the yellow cards that you had for international travel. I mean, mm -hmm. and by the way, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I mean, I have traveled twice around the world. My vaccine yellow card is about as long as my arm for all the vaccinations that I've had. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about any kind of paper documentation. What I'm talking about is the digital app on your smartphone. So this is what they, they, they do to dissidents in China. I just spoke uh, with a Chinese human rights activist about this about maybe two to three weeks ago. They use the health pass to paralyze people. So in China, you have a health past, which is, is connected to their social credit score. It's part of the whole thing. I forgot to mention that it, that tracks your entire medical history, right. your entire um, criminal history. Privacy, privacy is completely nuked in oh, China. There isn't any. If, if you ever didn't pay a bill, if you defaulted on a loan, all of that is in there. If you play, if you pay, play too many video games, okay, they mm -hmm. track the time you spend online playing video games, because that would be an indication of laziness mm -hmm. that your score will go down. If you buy diapers, that, that is sort of a mark of being a responsible parent. Your score will go up. I mean, the, the kind of minute detail in which they are surveilling people is, is, is chilling and it's meant to be chilling. It's meant to keep everybody in line out of fear. So the, so the American public and the people in Western civilization want to know, I think, so it, we know this is happening in China and has been for a long period of time, and it denies human rights in China. It denies privacy. It's totalitarian. But how do we, should we be scared of it coming here? Should we just look at the vaccine passport as the, as the open door? And this is the possibility of where this could go in the wrong hands? Right. That's, that's my point. Exactly. Christine. So this is the thing. I spoke to a tech expert. Um, his name is Jay Valentine and he's gone public with this. So um, Jay Valentine developed the fraud detection software for eBay and also was involved with and maybe even the leader on the, the no fly list uh, for the airlines. So he's really smart and really sophisticated on a technical um, basis. And I saw a, 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 a um, video by Naomi Wolf. I don't know if you're familiar mm -hmm. with her. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Naomi is, is someone who identifies as a person from the left. Nevertheless, she is an anti-totalitarian and she's the one who originally for me that um, rang, just sounded the alarm. I saw right. a video by her saying what I'm saying right. and I showed it to Jay Valentine. I said, is this true? Mm -hmm. Is it true that all of the functionality of the China social credit system can be um, placed onto the, to the uh, vaccine passport in the United States? And he said, it's absolutely true and we need to stop it. And what he further said is all the things that, that the Chinese government is surveilling all that, that, the collection of the data is the hard part, and we've already done that. So in other words, our social media posts are already tracked. 
our internet search history is 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 permanent you know we have a medical history we have you know right. a criminal history all of these are tracked all, and he said that's the hard part getting the underlying data is the hard part putting it together in one database is easy he said it could be done in a matter of minutes not hours days weeks months or years minutes and um and, and, and then and, how it's used how it's used right so what probably before it's beyond most people's imagination because they don't want to believe that the government uh is going to deny anyone you know privacy uh movement cashing out you know their money uh controlling what they do and don't do who they associate with all those fundamental rights under the Bill of Rights in the U.S. Constitution. Listen, we've had so many of our rights uh, violated under this emergency use authorization and COVID um, lockdowns. I don't know why anybody would think that all, that all the rest of it would be far-fetched. Uh, but what, what, what Jay Valentine said, and he actually wrote an article that's posted on our website, which is stopvaxpassports.org, he said that pulling together all this information would in the wrong hands give the government um, the ability to identify what he called, I, th he, I think he called it something like a, um, nas a, a nas national enemies list. Mm -hmm. I mean, the idea would just be, it, 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 if anybody can pull together all of your spending history, your internet search history, your social media posts, who your friends are, who you hang out with, where you go, what you do, all of that, um, then, then, then if, if if there's people who don't like what you stand for are are in power, you can end up on a national enemies register. And well, I think that people, it's actually in the works now with the censorship, because what a lot of people don't understand is that the, the internet is like the new wild west for advertisement for pharma so when people are censored today people are not connecting the dots they think it's just censorship freedom of speech but actually the social media giants have advertisements on their sites and a lot of it is pharma in the last 20 years so they're actually partners joint ventures clients recipients of monies of the pharmaceutical industry for their ads. So when they cancel somebody that doesn't follow the quote unquote pharma narrative, they're actually doing the job for pharma. I mean, you have the advertisement for pharma for the vaccines coming from the White House, the FDA, Fauci and everybody else. But you also have the other people executing the control of the narrative on the social media. So they know by canceling people. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it's so hard. Something that, that that Big Pharma and the Chinese Communist Party have in, in common is they both have a huge amount of money mm -hmm. and they use it to, to buy influence. Right. So, you know, people who are really tough on China also get shadow banned or outright banned. I know I'm shadow banned. I mean, I, 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 I sincerely suspect it because I put stuff out that I know that that should produce a reaction and, and nobody nobody. You know, nobody says anything or, or like on Facebook, I'll try to run an ad like stop forced abortion in China that would normally that that my followers would would really care about. And nobody says anything because I, I have no doubt that it's being shadow banned. If people if they're just not getting into people's inboxes. 
So to make it relative to people, because this week starts the Olympics, we know that in fact that athletes have been told to one, don't take your phones with you. It doesn't mean that they're not going to, but also to not post anything political that's up there. Now the Olympics traditionally is not supposed to be a political arena, but at the same time, there was a law that was passed recently in the last couple, I think, I think it was 2019, correct me if I'm wrong about this, Reggie, but it had to do with you, you can actually be held criminally liable if you criticize the CCP in China. Because I know that during 2020, there was, some, there was some concern about Chinese students going to U.S. universities, but doing it by, te you know, teleschool, teleeducation. Uh, and because they're present inside that virtual world of education during COVID, that they may be susceptible to hearing somebody criticize China. And could there be any fallback on those Chinese students. So, I mean, this is serious that enough that they're, they're, the government is basically saying, do not do not criticize us because there will, will be repercussions. It, it, it's very, very frightening, Christine, for the athletes. So yeah, number one, they should not take their personal computers. They should not take their phones. They're gonna be under, they're gonna be in a bubble. Right. So China's created this, this bubble of all the Olympic venues. Um, and, and when you get into China for the Olympics, you're not going to be able to set foot on the street of, of, of Beijing so that you're completely in their control. And every movement is going to be um, absolutely surveilled. So so they have been advised to, to take burner phones, to leave their computers at home. And if they want to take a stand against Chinese human rights, my suggestion to them is don't go to the Olympics. Take your stand now. You know, mm -hmm. because you know, if, if you go to the Olympics and, and you're up there on the on the podium, you know, as a, a winner of a medal and you unfurl a, you know, free Tibet flag, God, you may, you may not make it on the plane to exit. You might not because mm -hmm. the, the International Olympic Committee, the U.S. Olympic Committee, the U.S. government have not articulated any plan for saving people like that. So, so what is what does the public have to do? And and I mean, what can they do? And 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 let's let's talk about the information on your site because you explain it on your site again. Give the public the name of your site. Okay. So my main website is womensrightswithoutfrontiers.org, and the site that's specific to the vaccine passports is stopvaxpassports.org, but um, it's spelled like this: stop v a x passports.org and you're going to have to put it right into the search bar because it's being suppressed. I mean, if you just look for it, it you, you probably will not come up with it. And what people can do is a couple things. Number one, um, you can sign our petition against vaccine passports. That's number one. Number two, you can not watch the Olympic games and make these the least profit profitable, the least watched and least profitable games in history. Um, and number three, you can share, for example, this, this um, webinar so that people will learn about the dangers of vaccine passports because this issue is just not, it hasn't broken into the consciousness of the American people. Everybody is against the mandates. I agree. We do, I, I agree that the mandates are wrong, especially when it comes to children. Yeah. But even if we defeat the mandates, if we have the passports, and even if your passport says you have a religious exemption, you're, they're still tracking you through that. The fact that you're in the system means that they're tracking you. you right. know, the federal government is starting to track people. They want to. They've put it forth for comments. Um, 
And starting February 10th, they're going to create databases of federal employees who have religious exemptions. Why are they doing that? Well, th you have to ask the question, why are they doing that? And why don't people know about it? And why aren't people standing up about it? I mean, it's, seriously, it's none of their business. It's none of their business. They're, they're not doing it because, I mean, there, there's no sane reason for it. They're doing it because they want to utilize it in some form or fashion. Well, I mean, the, the, the fear is mm -hmm. that they're isolating people who are people of faith and it could be Christian, could be any other faith that where you just you have a religious objection to the uh, vaccines. Right. Why are they? And so they're is isolating people of faith, identifying people of faith. Why? I mean, that, that it, it, it is. It's just a little bit frightening. Do you, do you think it gets into is it a slippery slope into the religious persecution era? OK, yeah. it could be. It could mm -hmm. be. So, so this is the thing. Vaccine mandates in the military. Um, okay, so the Navy SEALs recently, 35 Navy SEALs recently won um, a case saying that that their religious exemptions need to be respected, but that only that holding only applies to those Navy SEALs. It's not, um, it doesn't go through the entire military. And there are military people, including the lawyers for some of these people who have religious exemptions, who say that they feel that there's a purge going on and that the U.S. military is trying to just purge its ranks of anybody who, who believes in God or a higher power um, and doesn't just answer to the military and doesn't just do whatever the military wants them to do. So this is a tipping point. We need to, we need to highlight these tools by which the totalitarianists win. And this happens to be one of them. Right. It's not the only one. It's, it's not, not the, the only one, one but it, but we need to separate it out because it's so. This is this entire cabal is so multifaceted that if people do not wake up, we're going to be on the other side of the hill, and people are going to ask what happened, and that's yeah. why people need to get educated now. Right, they need to get educated, and and people need to take action. Okay, so if you're listening to this, I mean, knowledge implies responsibility, and mm -hmm. it, and it's not. It's not okay to just say, oh my gosh, this is happening from so many different fronts. I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to do nothing. Take one piece of it and take a stand on that. One piece of it and take a stand. Everybody needs to take a stand on something. Otherwise, they're just going to be able to mow down our rights and we'll never get them back. Reggie, thank you for sharing this with us. And, and please come back as this evolves because we know, we know it's not over yet. Oh, I would be happy to. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you.